Hello again word lovers and today in this installment rather than look at the origin of words I'd like to look at the origin of the letters that compose the words as they all had a meaning originally. Now of course they're just symbols that represent phonemes but let's go through the 22 basic ones which formed the original Semitic alphabet and I say Semitic we know it as the Latin alphabet but it's originally from Hebrew and contemporary languages coming to us via Greek. If we look at the A, for example, Aleph in Hebrew was a, an ox or a leader, but the Canaanite word, we know Alp, also meant ox. How about Bet for house? Probably from Phoenician, Bethlehem, the house of bread. Again, possibly from Canaanite. And Hebrew would give us Gamal, meaning desert animal, quickly mutating into camel in Arabic, camelos in Greek, etc. And there we have Aleph, Beth, Gimel, the first three letters of the Hebrew alphabet, A, B, C, to us, the modern Europeans. Without going into the history too much, we should bear in mind that certain pronunciations didn't exist. For example, ch doesn't exist in English. Well, in Etruscan, the g sound didn't exist, so they would mutate that to a k. Therefore, the alphabet gimel would become camel and would give us a c rather than a g. Although note that in the Cyrillic alphabet, the first letters are a, b, v and g. A, b, v, g. Another thing to bear in mind is the writing systems. Some scripts were written top to bottom, some were written left to right, some right to left, as the Phoenicians for example, so the letters very often got reversed or upended, as is the case with the first of our 22. We've already mentioned Aleph, the ox. You can see from the symbols that this is an ox's head, stylistically represented, and turned around. Beth. The house, called Beta by the Greeks, was represented by something that looks a little bit like a house, whereas the Gimel, camel, is represented by something like a boomerang, a throwing stick. Right, so here comes a quick rundown of the other 19. Daleth was a door, possibly a fish originally. That became a delta, as in a river delta. The next one is He possibly meaning window, originally the picture of a man with raised arms praying. Wow is known as the hook and may originally have represented a, a weapon. The Greeks transformed this into something like our F and became digamma and was used for the number six. The Etruscans used it for V, they passed it on to the Romans as F and there is an FV mutation we haven't really looked at. But there it is in one of its first forms. This letter had two versions, the second being known as Upsilon, which we call Y. A problematic letter really, as Upsilon was used by the Romans for V, which would later be written as U, and later as a Y. Another of our letters came from this, because in the 7th century in England, the V shape was doubled to make what is known as a double V in Spanish, a V doble, or a double U in English. Zayin, possibly meaning sword, is the last letter of our alphabet, the Z. The Greeks 
called it Zeta. That, like the previous letters, got bumped to the end of our alphabet. Next up is F, a fence. This is on the borderline between a consonant and a vowel. <laughs> Thus it becomes eta in Greek, but the Romans used it for the H sound. This H sound is also variable, as, for example, in Arabic you hear H quite frequently. Spanish also employs a, a, a strong H, but if you go to Russian and follow the Cyrillic root, there you get a H sound. It's not as guttural as the Arabic and the Spanish, but it's not as light as the English H. Teth is next. Possibly a spindle, also used by the Greeks to represent theta, but dropped by the Romans. Yod was originally the entire arm, but later came to mean just the hand. The Greeks used it as iota, the Romans used it as I, and that spawned a variation into J. And all this confusion is neatly summarised in the English expression, not a jot, which can also be said, not one iota. So we get both the pronunciations in there. Calf is the hollow palm of the hand, becoming kappa, K in Roman. Lamed looks like a shepherd's crook, possibly a stick used for moving oxen. Mem is one of the more obvious ones. I think we can still see in the modern shape that the original meaning was water. Nun is next, that's the fish or a snake or an eel. Looks pretty snake-like in the picture. And now this thing that looks like a telegraph pole is samech, also meaning fish. And we don't really know where it comes from. One theory links it to Egyptian hieroglyphs and many of these symbols may have come from there originally. This O looks like an I, and that's what it meant. Ayin, the I, is considered to be another deep throat consonant. We consider it a vowel. The Greeks used it for Omicron, which was known as the little O, but they also needed a big O, which they called Omega, and put it at the end of their alphabet. So we get from Alpha to Omega. The Romans, like us, were quite happy with it to be O and represent the sound O or O. Pe is next. This is a mouth, possibly meaning a corner originally. The sound S, sad, again uncertain in origin. And here a little pause because these S sibilant sounds, it's not exactly an S. It might have been more of a SH. Remember that the shiboleth in the Bible was the way that you discovered that somebody was not from the local place because they could not distinguish between the s and the sh sounds. So siboleth, shiboleth. If you go to Eastern Europe, you could spend maybe a day studying the different s, t, t, ch, sh sounds. Now the Etruscans used this. It was an M shape, but the Romans dropped it. Seems they didn't use the sound sh. Cough is a monkey. The original representation here is probably a knot of rope. And again, our English sound would be k, but it's probably more likely k. Resh is a head turned to ro with a p symbol in modern English for the letter r. Also maintained in Cyrillic, the famous CCCP logo is of course SSSP. -S -S 
R, Soyuz Sovietskich Socialistic Czeskich Respublik. The Romans put another line on it to make it different from their P, so that we could see it's not a P, it's a R. The next sign, possibly originally represented a bow, came to mean tooth, and was known as Shin. The Greeks turned it sideways and made it into Sigma, and the Romans made it rounder to make it into our letter S. And the last letter, before all the add-ons, was this cross symbol known as Tau. Turn that on its side, extend it a little bit, and we get a T. Now some of the letters in the Greek alphabet have dropped out of ours. The letter Phi, although we kind of retain that in our PH spelling of the pronunciation of F sometimes, such as photograph, and Psi appears to be a totally Greek invention, symbolising the trident of Poseidon, possibly. So our alphabet has been around for possibly 4,000 years in one form or another. The meanings have been lost, the letters have been swivelled and upended, and sometimes the sounds have changed. But this Semitic alphabet is where it all started.